Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Lauren, how you doing? Good, good. All right, so we are back at it again. Yep, still in Grand Rapids, Michigan this week. We are. Well, we're in Kentwood, but yes. Well, close. Close, close. Yes. very close. Uh, yeah, so super interesting. We're going to talk about Broadleaf Brewery tonight, uh, and we're going to drink. I've never had them. Um, I'm going to drink a couple of beers from them and chat about some stuff. Chat about some stuff. Right. And drink some beer. It's like... It's perfect. Last time we talked about hobbies, and that's my favorite hobby. We just listed it. That's totally Drink a couple beers and chat about some things. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Frankly, that's what I like to do on a regular basis. Me too. Fantastic. All right. Well, we're going to drink Broadleaf. We're going to start with a hazy IPA. Uh, They're from Kentwood, Michigan, which is pretty much Grand Rapids. And Cosmic Fruition is what we're going to drink. Yep. All right. Oh, Go ahead and pop that baby open. I want to point out, although maybe you'll mention it, that the cans have Braille on them. Yeah. So, interesting. Um, They are... So, let me start with Broadleaf Brewing is actually owned by the same people that we talked about last time, which is Brewery Vivant. And Brewery Vivant is actually who started with the uh, Braille on their cans in 2019 so a few years ago i mean maybe not started there's probably other places that have sure sure um but they were kind of sponsoring an art installation um periodically and one of the installations that they did was um trying to get more inclusivity and working with the disabled community and so they actually started putting braille on some of their cans okay and since Broadleaf is the weird cousin brewery <laughs> of um, Vivant, they actually did it as well. So it okay. seems like uh, periodically, I don't know if, if Broadleaf does it with everything or not. Vivant okay. kind of only does it with certain beers. Um, but that's when it started, was in 2019, um, to try and promote some of that inclusivity and whatnot. And um, yeah, so interesting. I only found one other brewery out of Cincinnati that actually currently has Braille on their cans. I couldn't oh. find any others. Oh, Curran uh, does. Japanese uh, cans oh, yeah. have okay, them on actually them. the top, though, of their cans. So these are along the side. Um, and I think it just says Curran on okay. theirs, but they also have cans, not all of them, but they have cans with Braille on them as well. Nice. So yeah, so a handful. I think it's a really cool thing um, to do for, you know, some of the the disabled community, and I think it's just very, very cool, just tidbit, something unique. Um, yeah. And I like it. I clearly can't understand Braille, but people that obviously 
can read that. I'm sure it's really cool to have a beer that has that on that, that you don't need to yeah. be able to read the can, that you can actually read it in your own way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I so. think it's a very nice feature. Something mm-hmm. that I noticed when we were at the brewery right away. Yeah. And I love it. And uh, I was very excited to bring home some of their beer. Yeah, it was that is, is very cool. So yeah, so again, it started it started in 2019. I'm sh- again, I'm not sure if they do it all the time, but um, it was in collaboration with this kind of art installation project that they were doing, um, and also that particular project was highlighting some work of the disabled community, and they they did this in conjunction with that. So yeah, nice. very cool, very unique as well. Yes. So all right, well, let's give this hazy IPA a shot. Yes, let's right. drink. Cosmic fruition. Mm-hmm. Smells like an IPA. Very hazy, like a hazy IPA. I mean, this smells is... and tastes like a hazy <clears throat> IPA. Ooh. It's a little lighter on the flavor than some of the ones that we've had more recently. I think mostly because it's not a double, it's a I feel, single. Yeah, I feel like we've had a lot of double IPAs. I also yeah. feel like, though, this, um, it is a little bit more kind of dialed down with the aftertaste too, even mm-hmm. from a regular IPA. So you definitely get like the hoppiness a bit, but some IPAs have a little bit more bite on the yeah. end to them definitely. than this one does. And I feel like this is a little bit more mellow yeah. um, on, in terms of the taste than some. It's still, it's still very ipa you're not going to mistake this for anything else sure absolutely (laughs) Um, yes in look and flavor mm -hmm. and aroma it's Mm -hmm. definitely a classic ipa yeah Yeah. a hazy it's very much a hazy because it's not you know don't mistake it for no no something else it's not a this is a hazy ipa through and through but i've had a few sips of it and definitely that last kind of at the the finish to it Mm -hmm. uh doesn't have kind of the bitterness that a lot of IPAs, even just regular IPAs, have. I agree. It's a little creamier I would agree. some of yes. the ones that we've maybe gotten a little more used to. Yeah. And I, in a positive way. I mean, yeah. I like no, when I, an IPA stands out a little bit, even if it's not because of that bitterness, my target yep. flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has, at least I hope you do, if you've had more than a few IPAs, everybody has a favorite. Sure. You know which one you like, which one combines the flavors the best. Mm-hmm. Hop combinations play a big part in oh, that sure. with IPAs. Yep. And I feel like this one has an a little bit of a different flavor um, that makes it stand out a little bit compared to a lot of IPAs that are kind of the same. Yeah. No, it's got a good flavor. You're right. It is definitely creamier. I had to look at the can. It's actually like, it's a pretty high ABV. It's 6.8%, which oh. surprised me from the taste because you don't No, I don't get that, that at all. I don't get that. I actually would have expected it to be less because it's a little bit creamier, smoother. Right. So it it's kind of a deceiving... Burn higher i mean it's not high it's 6.8 but it's not a session it's not you know a five like so i actually i'm kind of surprised by that it's a very smooth Mm 6.8 percent ipa for sure and on the end you're not you're not some people that don't like that happiness and that bitter kind of finish to it this doesn't Mm -hmm. have that at all like this is very smooth absolutely Um, this might be a good intro to ipas if you're looking to get somebody into them you guys (laughs) yeah for sure honestly this totally is because a lot of people don't like that finish that has that extra happiness to it um or whatever that bitterness that you actually taste 
but this is really smooth like it's very I agree. creamy so totally. it's, it's a it might be a good starter ipa but again be careful that 6.8 percent is surprising with yeah, this kick you if you drink i wouldn't two or three of these that from this at all absolutely so, super interesting i like it though it's ipa is definitely you know one of one of my you know top beer styles i mean doubles are, really are but i mean mm-hmm I, you know, never used to love IPAs because I didn't really like beer and that's a kind of over the top flavor. Yes. Um, and now I really enjoy them. So totally switched, <laughs> totally switched styles. But I get that I'm a 100%. Fan, so this is pretty good. Um, oh, but yeah. So, all right. Broadleaf uh, Brewery and Spirits, actually. Okay. They also um, delved into kind of the vodka and gin realms. Um, so they actually won a silver medal for their gin and their cocktail program from the American Distilling Institute recently. So like, I've never had their spirits, obviously, but they're, they're doing that too. So Broadleaf Brewing, um, I mentioned briefly earlier, they're owned by the same people as Brewery Vivant, which we talked about previously. Mm -hmm. Um, this one opened in 2019. So they've been struggling through the bad times and clearly have made it because they are also opening a second location in the fall of this year, oh, actually. wow. Um, so, and they're kind of trying to keep both of their locations, that will actually be in Grand Rapids proper. Okay. So, but they're trying to keep them both having some unique beers that are only in one or the other, so they're not the exact, like, copycat of each other. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's set to open. Um, they already have the lease that's set to open in the fall sometime of, of this year. So shortly, nice. I would say. Um, they really focus on emerging beer styles and spirits and different flavor explorations. Um, they have the same values of kind of community building and sustainability and whatnot as the other breweries since they are owned by the same husband and wife couple. But this one kind of um, started as just like, a side project. So they have a big, oh, they bought this big open old furniture showroom, which is where they're currently at. And their original plan was just going to be a big warehouse for Vivant. Okay. And then they were like, we have all this space, like let's utilize it for something else. And they actually said, hmm. well, let's try a completely different concept because Vivant typically is more, typically, other than what we drank, is more farmhouse saisons. Like, they sure. really wanted to stick sure. with their core, you know, those core competencies. Um, so this was really supposed to be the, like, let's be experimental. Let's come up with new kind of different flavors. Let's be more, the ability to be more inventive, um, do much more small batch things. Okay. So not doing the same thing over and over. You know, if you come in and you really like a beer, you may never have it again because they're doing a lot of small batch kind of new and exciting okay. um, different brewing. So mm-hmm. it really stemmed off of the, Vivant has their own, you know, identity, and we want to try something new. So we're going to open this. Some people I said earlier said it's like their weird cousin. Um, <laughs> but it's just kind of another outlet for a different type of project. Um, so, yeah. So they also went into the vodka, gin, spirits. Those are the primary ones right now. Um, <clears throat> they also focus on quality 
of food and they locally source a lot of them. Um, I read, I haven't eaten there, but they said a lot of their dishes there actually have kind of a Southeast Asian kind of yeah. feel, which yes. uh, complements some of these different tastes and flavors of the beers that are a little bit more unique. Um, so that was their goal in opening um, Broadleaf was really to kind of do something different and have the kind cool. of the ability to try new things and be inventive. Um, and that seems to be what they're, what they're doing. They also have kind of a little, little arcade there. They have a pretty cool atmosphere from what it sounds like. Uh, so yeah, so super interesting uh, side kind of project that's taken off and seems to be just as popular as really their initial um you know um investment in the the initial brewery so now yeah. they've got two to to run <laughs> hey man you know why not yeah yeah so pretty cool um so when they were interviewed i kind of gave a couple fun facts before one of the interesting questions that they were asked was, what was the worst drink that they've ever had? Worst alcoholic drink. Okay. And so Chris, the wife, said peach schnapps right off the bat. Nice. Yeah, um, sure. And then Jason gave a story about how when he was in Chicago this one time oh, and no. some sort of beer-related uh, outing, he went to a bar and the locals ordered him a shot. Uh-huh. And he noticed that no one else was drinking the same shot nope. as him, but he was the only one drinking it. Oh, God. I know so, what you're going to say. Malort. He got a Malort He got a Malort. Of course he and, did. That's and, what we do, you and, guys. And that was the most memorable worst drink that he could recall was Malort. So. Oh, Malort. Which we're is totally so, accurate. But we're so proud of it here. <laughs> it's so despicable that it, we can't help is. but share it with people. Like, I used to do that, and I'm not going to name the liqueur. I used to. I uh-huh. tried a liqueur at one point and you were like, that I absolutely <laughs> hated. Just awful. And it's weird because if I told you what it was, mm-hmm. you would be surprised that I don't like it. Because mm. it sounds like something I would like. Oh, I totally know what it is. <laughs> and I do not like it at all. It is yucky and gross. Mm-hmm. And I went through a period of ordering it for, for people. Others. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, you should get that. No, yeah, yeah you should try you it. Should oh, totally yeah, it's really that. good. Totally. It's sweet, but it's also tart. No. It's perfect. You're going to love it. <laughs> I don't think anyone tells people they're going to love Malort. I think they just no. put it down. Like, Here, I got this for you. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. So. It's poison. It's like dirty socks, but it's, it's uh, so yeah. gross. But so I, I felt it. like I needed to share since that Thank was, goodness. yes, his, his worst drink. So anyway, so that's He's what I have. He's experienced enough yes. to be able to give that as an answer and we can respect it. Yes. For yes, sure. For sure. He's been around. Because if that's in yeah. your wheelhouse, you've had your worst drink. Yep. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> so anyway, so... That's so. a little about Broadleaf and their owners. <laughs> I love it. That was fantastic. Uh. I really enjoyed our time at Broadleaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the day we arrived in Grand Rapids. Okay. It was near our hotel in Kentwood. Oh, nice. And which was basically just outside Grand Rapids. Yes. I would have almost called them the same town, but you are right. It's a little bit of a it's suburb, right, quote unquote, yeah, of very Grand close. Rapids. Mm-hmm. We were probably about 10 minutes away from like the downtown area, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just it was convenient and yeah. the beer was good. The kids did go to the arcade <laughs> a little bit, which was nice. Yeah. 
And it was just a good time, easy cool. for us. Yeah. Um, and it was really nice to visit. I did enjoy the Braille on the cans, like you mentioned. Yep. And I thought that was such a nice feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I, so, I like it. I like the sentiment. There. Yeah. And this hazy IPA is pretty good. It right? is. It is pretty tasty. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk. Mm. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Because that's... You that's know, what we're talking about. That's what we do. We're going to talk about talk. We are. We are. We're going to talk about emotional support. Yes. Who do you go to? What do you rely on people for? Yes. How do you get emotional support? Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, just like always, I think back mm-hmm. to what I needed for emotional support mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. And I will say, uh, without hesitation, <laughs> that as a child, for me, emotional support was crying. <laughs> to my mother mm. pretty much always to the point where i will say that one of the most commonly used phrases by my mother when i was a child was stop crying kara and she didn't say it because she was being mean sure. or disciplining me it was just so often <laughs> that occasionally she needed to ask me to stop crying I will admit that I cried a lot as a child, (laughs) and I have a little bit of a crier in my eight-year-old. He doesn't straight up cry, Mm -hmm. but he does rage, Mm. and I get that vibe, which is similar to myself. Mm -hmm. So he's an emotional kid. Fair. And I think as a child, I was also emotional. Mm Mm-hmm. That same child to kind of branch right into my kids. Sure, go for if it. If I were to talk about their emotional support system, yeah. which mm-hmm. is what we're really talking yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, my eight-year-old mm-hmm. will literally push my husband out of the way to come to me mm-hmm. to tell me what is happening to him in an emotional sense. Yeah. He, he just... It's not that he doesn't think my husband is helpful because, to be honest with you, I think my husband is more helpful than I am. <laughs> I think I am like, it's like talking to a rock. I feel like I've got nothing to give most of the time. And mm-hmm. and I will say that I actually preface a lot of my early friendships mm. with, by the way, <laughs> if an emotional situation comes up and you come and you talk to me about it, just know that I have... No way of expressing the proper emotions to support you. It's not that I don't support you. It's that if you come up to me and you tell me something like really serious or sad, mm-hmm. I will just be like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't have that. I'm sorry. Yeah. The capacity to express yes. emotion well. It's Fair. Express th- sympathy well. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's not that I'm apathetic. No, no. It's that I have a very hard time expressing myself in words. Totally reasonable. And so a there lot are of times, people do. Yeah. Yes. And I try to because I think that that makes me a better friend by being upfront with my oh, friends yeah. about it. Yeah. I try to tell them. Listen, when this situation arises, because it will, for friends long enough. At some point, it will, yes. You're going to tell me something Mm -hmm. that's not just like, oh, we had a really fun vacation. Right. You're going to tell me something serious, like something happened with your family or something happened to you or something happened with your child. Eventually, that's going to happen. And it's going to be a serious conversation. Mm -hmm. And I need you to know before that comes up. That I will not handle it well, <laughs> even though it's not about me. <laughs> just, just understand that yeah. that is how you are, and that is that okay. Is who I yeah, no. I I work on it. 
That's all right. And you know, sometimes it's easier just to understand yourself. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I I think that I am better about it because I have children. I feel and like I that's think totally that the case. Yeah. Because I want my children to be able to express themselves yeah. and explain what's happening to them rather than just like bursting into tears. Because, yep. you know, there's a time for that. But then eventually you, you have to, to grow up and you can't do that. Yes. Something yes. is upsetting you. I need you to tell me what it is. I can't just watch you cry. Yep. Yeah. You need, you totally need, to, you need yeah. to be able to move beyond that. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, we need to eventually have a conversation. Yes. And so as a parent, I think that that has allowed me to figure out the best way to be compassionate and loving and supportive, uh, which is not something that I thought I was very good at for a very long time. I think kids definitely help with that. My, yeah. my children are also somewhat emotional. They keep it under wraps pretty well, but like... They are emotional, but they'll, like, run to the room and be emotional. But I can tell, like, when they are. And the twins definitely, I feel like, open up to me more than my husband. But that might just be because of when it happens or, you know, whatever. It might just be a coincidence. But they um, definitely are, we are their support system right now. But also each other, I think, is a bit... Um, they're very yeah, close. That's good. So, but there's that's also really sometimes good. that, like, my daughter will say something to my mother, then my mother will say it to me, and I'll be like, I had no idea she was upset about this. I and was, I was like, about to give that no for clue. my kids yeah. is that occasionally my children, for some reason, mm-hmm. will talk to my mom about how hard their lives are, <laughs> like when my eight-year-old didn't have enough socks. In his opinion, <laughs> he didn't have enough. He told my mom that. A combination of things. He explained that I don't do his laundry often enough. And also, (laughs) he doesn't have enough socks and he's always running out of socks. And sometimes he has to wear his shoes without socks. And my mother, of course. It's like, oh, my God. You poor child. It's like he's homeless. Yeah. Like, does anyone love him? And I'm over here going, (sighs) dude, if you put on the last pair and you have a laundry basket full of laundry, then either say something right. and I will help you do your laundry yes, or bring it downstairs and to and do the laundry, laundry. Do yeah. the laundry yeah. slash bring it down yeah. and we, we will, will do, do it. Exactly. Yes. In some fashion, it's going to get done. If you have an overflowing laundry basket, perhaps the socks are all Maybe in there. Maybe just... Like, mention it to someone. Also, or... I'm not monitoring your laundry basket. Like, no, I you're don't really old do enough that. to do that now. Yeah. If my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mother will quite often mention when she comes here and babysits, which uh-huh. is a, about once a week. Sure. Sometimes not that often. Mm-hmm. And she'll quite often mention, oh my goodness, the laundry basket was so full. I had to do two loads. <laughs> it wasn't even just one load. And in my head, I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Because it happens. Hey man, sometimes when I'm off on the weekend, I do a load of each of my kids' laundry and sometimes I don't. Yep. And if I don't, it does pile up. I yeah, get it. Yeah, oh, I get it. And my he... husband is the same way. Yeah. Sometimes he'll do a load of their laundry when he's off and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. And if if he doesn't, then we get a pile of laundry. I get it. We have la- we could do laundry every day and we'd still oh, like I mean, so I'm I mean, not even I could slash should have done my own laundry today. Also that. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. But yeah. But sometimes it surprises me the things that they'll like say to my mother. Right. That I'm like, 
I I am all ears. I am always here if you need to talk about something. But I and mean, here if we you, go. If you're Gotta comfortable grandma. With, with grandma, I mean, I'm glad you're comfortable with other people. But I am also always here to listen and be supportive. So yeah. I think I you know I think the goal obviously is to have my children feel that I am someone that they can go for emotional or other support for sure. But as they get older, I'm sure they will find their own kind of, you know, who they're comfortable talking with about different things. So before we kind of continue, this all started, like my thought on this topic started because my friend was listening to a podcast and she mentioned the podcast um, and the t- they were talking about, this was kind of offhanded, came up and w- the husband on one thing said, oh, I know that I am not like my wife's emotional support. That's her group chat with her friends. I'm the one who she comes to if they there is drama in said group chat or there is something that sure, is not okay. to her liking. I'm next. But her girlfriends are the first line of defense. When, and then me yeah. is what the husband said. And I was like, it's kind of interesting and interesting, to think yeah. about. So that's why I was kind of like, oh, this is something interesting to talk about because that's where it stemmed from. Absolutely. And I would say for me personally... To start talking about this, yeah. I would say for me personally, I'm in a similar situation. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have a group chat. Sure, I, uh, yeah, I've never been really part of a group I've of friends. I've left a few group chats. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, so like when we were in middle school, we had kind of a group mm-hmm. that you kinda, and I were a part yeah, of, yeah. kinda, right? And then high school. I, you know, I mean, the group became either like the honors kids mm-hmm. or I was in band, band yeah. and I had kind of a band group, kind of. Kind of, but that wasn't but even like that, a core, like, but we're always going to talk thing. was a mixture of people that were right. different ages, that were different genders, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like, oh, I go to this group Correct. to discuss, like, the boy I have a crush on or yeah. not making the yeah. basketball team I don't whatever. think that was a thing when I was younger no. at all. Yeah. Um, as an adult, I have kind of a couple of places that mm-hmm. I go for emotional support. I will eventually mention my husband. Sure. But not He's on the... the list eventually. Yeah. yeah. When I'm a person who needs to talk through things. Oh, and yeah. not because I necessarily need you to tell me what to do, but because I have to say it out loud enough times oh, I to get that. process whatever it is that I'm processing. Either bad news or... Or I have a conflict with somebody mm-hmm. or whatever the thing, or I'm just worried about something. Sure. Yeah. Whatever the thing is, I have to say it out loud enough times to have it go through my brain and me be able to move past it, whatever, whatever that is, whatever that requires, yeah. whatever that looks like. Yeah. And so for me, I have to vent. Venting no, is it. how I process things. Yeah. When something happens that I have to work through it, I have this line of defense individuals that i talk to and sometimes it's just complaining and sometimes it's i need advice and my brother is one of those people Mm -hmm. i talk to my brother a lot we're very close we work together i probably talk to him every day even today for example my brother hasn't been at work for a couple of days because he's been sick Mm -hmm. he went in this afternoon i was already gone for the day which is actually kind of why he went in because nobody was at work it was Uh, like really quiet today um and so he didn't want to potentially make anyone sick sure. um yeah 
So he was kind of by himself. Yeah. And after he was already long gone from work and I was home and mm-hmm. dinner, after dinner time, I was just hanging out at my house. My brother calls me and we just like chatted about oh. random things. Yeah. Not work, not family sure. stuff. Just, just just what's going on with you? What's going on with me? And I'm very close to my brother. Yeah. And that example kind of demonstrates that we just have yeah. conversations quite regularly with each other. It's nice. Just to kind of be involved in each other's lives. To know what's going on, yeah. That's yeah. nice, yeah. It is nice. Uh, I feel that way about you. Yeah. I, uh, You and I vent in little bursts, I feel like, totally. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> where most of the time it's when we get together to record, but also every once in a while I'll just send you a message on Facebook yeah. and be like, check this out. And I'm like, this was dumb. And you're just like, that is dumb. Why was that person like that? And then we just both go back to whatever we were doing before. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, we both totally do that, which is kind of nice because sometimes I don't, we, neither of us wants to get sucked into a long, conversation about something but we're just like i want to share this with somebody yeah so this happened i called this person and they said this and it really made me mad and then you'll be like that's stupid and i'll be like yes and then you're like okay see you later and then i'm like (laughs) all right that's totally how it works which is kind of great (laughs) it is great sometimes like i said yeah i just need to say it out loud right and if i say it enough times If I say it to you mm-hmm. and I say it to my brother and I say it to my, my friend Catherine is yeah. another person I would mm-hmm. mention and put on this list. If I say it to the three of you, mm-hmm. most like, often, all right, that We're better covers now. me. That's yes. like, okay, I've said it enough times. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. additional people get pulled in. My mom is someone who is easily the most loving and compassionate person. I have said it 50 million times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. She's a very loving and compassionate person. I like talking to her about these things. The only reason I wouldn't put my mom closer to the mm-hmm. top of the list is because what I love about you and Catherine and even sometimes my brother is that sometimes you'll match my outrage. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes that's what I need. I totally Like get when that. I'm yeah. like, this thing happened and this person said this to me, you are immediately like, no, <laughs> that's stupid. I believe the Let's one day I was like, them. I'm mad for you. Yes. <laughs> There was a conversation that you and I had about a week and a half ago yes. where I told you about something that someone said to my son, and I was upset about it, and you were like, you should be more upset about it. And I was kind of like, well, I need to calm down. And you were like, no, it's not time for that. And I was sort of like, yes, this is what I want. I want her to be outraged with me. Yes. I wanted you to do that. We, we need this. That's, that's the interesting thing, though, is like, there's different topics that I will also discuss with different people. Oh, absolutely. So it's like, what do I need support of? And also the, what kind of support do I need? So like, there's a meme that's out there that's all over the place. It's essentially like you have two best friends. One's logical and one like makes you do stupid shit. Right. And like, yes. that's totally accurate in a lot of ways. And like, it, I have different groups of friends, but like my friend Barb and Megan are those two complete opposites. Yeah. Like 100%. And they know exactly which they both play like (laughs) and it's completely accurate because like one of them's like up here one of them's it's just like they it's just different like depending on go to the one you need at the time right and it's like you know who those people are for you yes yeah (laughs) and like so now to bring my husband into it my husband is very caring Mm -hmm. and but but not a big like let's talk this out kind of guy yeah he doesn't really do that Mm-hmm. If I need somebody to be outraged with me, he's not the person yeah, that I can go to fair. for that. Yeah. If I need to be calmed down, if he's I need somebody a, yeah. to take me back off the ledge, mm-hmm. he's perfect for that. Yeah. If I'm like, this thing happened and I'm really upset, 
and he's good. He will be like, you know what? Let's hang out. Let's con- yeah. Let's relax. We want to talk about something else. You want to do that? You want to talk about this yeah. some more? He's perfect for like for that reeling scenario. me in, which is great, and I need that. Yeah, he needs for sure. to be. This is a mm-hmm. system. It's not a person. It's a system, yep. and I need yeah. the person who's going to be like, hold on a second. Yeah, when it's that, maybe exactly. it's not time to flip out. Maybe this isn't as bad as you think it is. On the times yeah. that you need that, but yeah, that's but that's why like there are a handful of people that I was friends with. Years ago. Not not really currently, but okay. there are some people that, like, have one person, and that's it. Or it's mm. their significant other, and that's it. Mm. And, like, I don't even think that's healthy. Like, I think you need different people for different things in your life. I think life. it's a little like, dangerous to expect yeah. somebody to be your to entire be emotional support system. Right? It's yeah. why I mention my mom, but don't have her listed as the only person that I oh, go to. Oh, for sure. Because I think a lot of people rely on their parents to be their support. And like mm-hmm. you said, when your kids are little, that's reasonable. That makes sense. Yeah. I think it's great that your kids rely on each other a little bit, even yes, if that's yeah. early or very rare. Yeah. The fact that they do it even a little bit is sure. great. Yeah. Um, I, I see my kids do that a little bit when something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Occasionally the other one will be like, are you all right? Did yeah. you get hurt? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And it's very comforting to see them try to be there for each other, even yes. if it's never. My side note, the twins today, I don't even remember what happened, but my daughter went to give my, her twin a hug and she goes, and he was like not into it. And he, she goes, it's not a hug unless you hug me back. Ooh. <laughs> and he was like, fine. Awesome. And like, they're normally like, they're very close, but it was just really funny to me. that She That's was like, so it's funny. not a hug unless you hug me back. I love it. My mom will occasionally do that with me and my brother who are mm-hmm. both not touchy. Like, yes, yes. One thing I share with my brother is, is we are not like physical people. Yeah. In the sense that it's not like I hug my brother before I leave for a vacation right, yeah. and I see him at dinner the night yeah, before or yeah, something. Yeah. We, it just doesn't happen. Some, mm-hmm. Have a nice trip. Sure. Yeah. Done. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> That's it. That's the end. It is interesting, the people who hug and people who don't hug. Because, like, sometimes you're in a group with someone you know isn't a hugger, but there's a bunch of other people that don't realize that person isn't a hugger. So they're all, like hugging goodbye and then you get to each other and you're like i know this isn't normal (laughs) so it's like i I, while i i try to let people know about my lack of desire to be touched i also don't allow it to like harm a situation yeah so like so like for example we're going on a trip together and some of the people aren't people that i have hung out with much at all if or on just a few occasions yeah and so they don't know me, yeah. and I don't know them. I don't know how they feel about that. Yeah. I don't know how, do you know, do you mm. want to sit right next to me? Do you want me to yeah, do we some, need some space? space? Yeah. Do you need to go for a walk later? Like Yeah, everybody's you know. very different. True. And, and yeah. you don't know what people need emotionally. And I like to think that even though I do not like mm-hmm. to be touched, if... We all get together and we're in the house and one of them walks up to me and is like, oh my goodness, so nice to meet you and yeah. gives me a hug. You'd be I'm not like, going to be like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, nice oh, to nice meet you to as meet well. You. Yes, fair. And if fair. at some point, if it was actually relevant or important, mm-hmm. I would mention, yeah. oh, I'm not much of a toucher. Mm-hmm. 
Otherwise, Which is a fine. social event yeah. with a person that lasts a night or a couple of days, sure. probably unnecessary totally. to give someone grief Please. about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. But everybody in, in that, like some people, like my children, are huge huggers. Yeah. All the time. Like, even my oldest, who doesn't really talk, will come up to oh, you yes. and say, He's want a hug. Like, he will ask for hugs, like, yeah. regularly. And so will the twins. Like, yeah. they're all, like, exceedingly affectionate children. That's... So, it's well, my interesting. Oldest, my oldest is that way. And it's really funny because my husband is also, like, physical touch is a thing for him as mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's probably where my oldest mm, basically sure. gets it. But, like... My oldest is like that, and my youngest is like me. Yeah. And because they're kids, yeah. and they interact with each other because they're also siblings, right? you see that dynamic mm. play out in the worst possible ways <laughs> a lot. And so, because the oldest knows the youngest doesn't, doesn't like, to be, like to be touched. And oh. the youngest has zero tolerance for being touched oh. by his brother because he knows better. Because he knows, And yeah. so that little balance there goes yeah. the wrong direction a lot. I can see that. So. And so, like, big brother will touch little brother mm-hmm. and little brother will be like don't touch me and then big brother will take that as a cue to continue to continue annoying touching the crap out of the as much brother. as possible yeah and so as a result things escalate very quickly when you know someone's weakness yeah that's fair yeah and when you're siblings i mean that's kind of yeah yes yeah but so yeah we get a lot of that although i like to think that uh someday They'll mm-hmm. be friends. <laughs> I feel like when they get older, they'll probably be closer. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. I asked my husband this question, and his response was, I don't have an emotional support system. This is just like the <laughs> upsides of COVID episode where he was just like, nothing, I'm dead inside. And I was like, uh, hi, <laughs> over here. And I can, But I can see that because like with his guy friends, I feel like he could call somebody and be like, hey, I don't know how to fix this motor. Or I need like... Very specific directional things, but I cannot see him calling someone being like, this bothered me and I need to talk about it Yeah, at all. I mean, I don't, I don't really have that relationship with your husband, mm-hmm. but he has certainly never been like, oh, this is really troubling for me. Like yeah. even at the times where we've had an opportunity to have like a real right. conversation, which doesn't I don't very think often. he he generally doesn't though, which probably isn't healthy either. Um, Maybe you should see a therapist. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I you gotta fully, talk to somebody. I also fully support therapy. I feel Absolutely, like there's a me too. bunch of people that I'm like, oh, you need to be in therapy. Oh, <laughs> you know, I feel terrible saying this because it's like the worst possible excuse, but allowing myself to have the time to commit to something like therapy is mm-hmm. my excuse for not doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible excuse. It's the worst. It one. really is. Yeah, I, there's I no agree. excuse yeah. for not going to therapy. Yeah. One of my you have thirty minutes. And once one of my a week. good friends just does telehealth, like yeah. literally, just like on the phone, like, "Hey, I need to talk to somebody." And I think there are significant benefits Absolutely. for people to 100%. talk to someone who is not involved in their day to day life. Yeah, which I think is how people like. The internet is interesting because, like, I'm in all of these moms groups and stuff, and I'm in a lot of special needs moms groups. Sure. And I think that a lot of people get that therapy but not therapist Mm -hmm. from people that aren't involved in their day-to-day life, but they can literally just vent to and say, I had this the worst day. This is what happened. And if you get that out, it's better than not saying it at all. Absolutely. Um, You know, I, I would say that there are different people I vent to about different things. I would say... For the most part, 
my husband is the only person I vent to about my oldest. Yeah. With few exceptions. Like, if it's, a, if it's like, I have opened up more, I feel like, in the last year or so to people. Like, I've mentioned stuff to you. I've mentioned stuff to my sure. friend Megan. Yeah. But prior to that, like, I really didn't talk about his struggles much to almost anybody except mm-hmm. for my husband. Um, And that's a big stress on us is yeah, that topic absolutely. in general um and i think that my husband as well i'm not sure how many people he has talked to it about outside me um yeah. so i feel like guys have very different relationships though with their friends than women do yes i do I, not to get off of that yeah. but i will say that you do bring up a very interesting point that your things that you are the most vulnerable about are the things that that group of individuals that maybe you view as your support system really shrinks that group. Very much. Because, yes. and, and you're right, I think that's where your spouse maybe comes in mm-hmm. a little bit is because sometimes those moments where you really, the real, you know, I had yeah. what I would call like a very minor health scare a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I never said a word to anybody Mm -hmm. except for my husband and it was at a time where something had happened at work that was we had an employee pass away very suddenly Mm. it was awful and terrible and it was right at that same same time time that i was worried about this thing that was Mm -hmm. going on that turned out to be nothing which was great by the way but also like you. but i never said a word to anybody and he i'm even my conversations with him mm-hmm. were sort of like, oh, I got to go for this scan or whatever. And sure. I made no big deal about it. And in my head, I was like, I should get my affairs in order. Like, in my head, I was like, this is it. This is game yeah, over. I've yeah, <laughs> agreed. Like, there's been a handful of times, and it kind of does depend on what else is going on, too. Whether yeah. you want to, like, burden people with... Like that's me, a me thing. Pe- well, and do that's I like, worry someone else when I'm like I don't know, but I still am worried myself. Like yeah. it's that weird fine line. And then you're right though. If like if the you know someone passed away, like you're also on top of that thinking. Oh, they already have this other thing to deal with. Yes. Do I want to add another worry? And I'm really bad about that. I I definitely think about oh well they're probably busy with blah blah blah. Right. Like they don't want to hear about my probably yeah yeah so it's which isn't a healthy way to think about it like if they're your friend they want to hear about it anyways but i think we all handle things in our own way but you're right like when it's a a significant like thing your support system definitely shrinks to who you're the most comfortable sharing that information with yeah and sometimes that can be somebody different i mean i think that you know when you think about what areas of your life maybe become the most troubling or can Mm -hmm. be the most troubling perhaps you know maybe if you're having an issue with your spouse you go to a specific friend because they're gonna relate to you without judging you because they're connected to your spouse but they're not like best friends with your spouse yeah for sure and then on a separate occasion maybe you have a work issue and something and you're stressed about that and you go and you talk to like your mom about your work Someone issue who's because not involved yeah because in if that, you talk yeah. to your husband about it maybe he worries about money now yep. because you mentioned a work problem yeah. and maybe you're not ready for that you don't mm-hmm. it's not a money issue it's a oh it's a stress stupid about the happened. stupid thing that went wrong at work. Yeah. yeah agreed like i don't talk to my parents about my husband because i don't want them to have a negative impression of him 
if it's not a big deal and they really don't need to be aware I'm of it. I'm the same way. So, the only ever yeah. complaints I've ever made about my husband to my parents are like, he didn't answer his phone when I called. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if there's like a, oh, he was supposed to do this and he didn't get this at the store. Like little crap yeah, that everybody complains about is one thing. But like if it's a, anything that's like bigger than something mon- like dumb... Right, it won't matter tomorrow. I don't mention any of that to my parents because I don't want them to, they retain some of that. And like in, you know, six months be like, oh, well, that one time Brandon didn't do this. Oh, he he didn't call you back that time and now you really need him to call you back and he's not calling you back. I and don't in my want head, I'm like, that. I shouldn't have ever said anything. Yeah. yeah. So this is less exactly. of a concern. And you're right. And your parents worry about you because obviously they've cared about you longer than anyone else exactly. on the planet. Yes. And so when you do come to them with a problem, they're going to spend a lot of time yes. on that with you. Yep. And yep. longer maybe than you are going to yes, spend on it. Exactly. So you have to. And my mother is also the like one of the most caring people. Like, oh, absolutely. And yeah. so like I have to temper like. Okay, am I just venting? I can't really vent as, you know, or is this something that I really want to like talk about? Because she'll want to talk about it. Yeah. So it's very different. But I definitely, I I almost felt bad when my husband was like, I don't have a support system. Because I was like, well, I talked to this person about this and I talked to this person about this. Right. And I was like, I have quite a few people if I needed to. Or if I literally was like, I need someone to come over and drink with me. Like, there are, I would call you, like, there's a yeah, handful sure, of people yeah. that I could be like, okay, time, and they'd be, be like, all right, see you in a few, you know? Yeah. Like, I could totally do that, and I feel confident that right. there would be a positive response to a handful of people. But, you know, maybe to kind of go back to the husbands, because my husband is similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he would say about, I mean, I do I do think he has at least one friend that he plays video games mm-hmm. with that he'll talk to. They'll have sure. conversations yeah. when they're playing and stuff that's more than just like, oh, you did, you know, good sure. job on that or yeah. thanks for taking care, you know, like in-game conversation. I feel like my husband could talk to people. I just don't think he does. I think it's possible that the support that he requires doesn't involve having in-depth conversations with people. Yeah, that's fair. You know, my conversations with your husband are almost 100% memes. <laughs> yeah. He and has I, a lot of friends that yeah. are. And I was like, oh, who's Instagram that? Reels. And it's like, oh, that's Gil. He sent me a video. Oh, that's Seth. He sent me a meme. Yeah. Oh, that, like, And I was like, so do you actually have conversations? No. No, okay. but this is doing what I needed to do. Yeah, pretty much. And I... <laughs> And I'll use your husband is a really good example of that for me because if I were to classify him as an emotional support mm-hmm. element for me, it's that every once in a while I'll send him a meme yeah. or a, an Instagram reel mm-hmm. of somebody making a joke about the government. <laughs> and he'll be like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Or like, yeah, that's terrifying. Yes. And we're both just like, I know, right? And then. I it's feel like better. Confirmation. Yeah. And totally. he feels better yeah. because we agree that that's dangerous <laughs> yes. or whatever. And yeah. it's still emotional it's support. Still, it is it's still just... part of the realm of all of yeah. these things that like you need different people for different things Absolutely. in your life. Absolutely. And I definitely, definitely believe that. So, all right, let's, let's drink, drink this. this fruited sour, shall right. we? Sour. It's got some... What do we got in there, Lauren? I think it's, it's what? Guava, passion fruit, and orange? It I is. Think? Sour Lake, it's called. 
Sour Lake is like their line of oh. sours. So, so they had other Lava Sour Lake. Yeah, they had other Sour Lake, and I think I had a different one this is at a the brewery. Super abstract, like. What is that? I don't know. Is it's that like watercolor e? I don't know. It's a it's an orange orange lake. With, I I don't know. All right, I'm gonna drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's taste. Oh, it. smells like. See, I don't know what guava or passion fruit smells like in general because I've never seen them in the wild. I think so, it smells like guava. I've had guava. I think a it juice smells guava like guava. In it. it tastes like orange. I mean, it tastes like a tart orange flavor. It tastes like passion fruit and orange. With yes, I was gonna say with a passion. The passion fruit, fruit like... has like that. That's it's got orange for sure, which is kind of a weird combination. I really like it though. I think the guava comes out in the aroma. Yeah. More so. The passion fruit and the orange come out more in the flavor. Mm-hmm. I think the tartness is the passion fruit, though, more so. Really? I don't know. Maybe it's the combination. I mean, I think that orange... I get that citrusy orange flavor, but I think you're right. I think maybe the passion fruit kind of takes it over the edge a little bit yeah because you and taste then, the orange like you taste the orange but then something is in the aftertaste is i feel like that's more the passion fruit to me yeah than the orange because okay. i know what orange tastes like at least oh sure um the interesting thing about some of these fruited sours is they put flavors in that i've only sometimes ever had in other beers because i'm not like gonna just eat a passion fruit well and this is like an ongoing subject for me and you i really think we need to do our like like fruit tasting episode all right we gotta get some fruits let's do some research on the best time to do Mm. this because we gotta go with stuff that's in jackfruit at the store yeah it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, what does that taste I don't, like? I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to prepare that thing. Like, what part know, of that do you eat? It's like a pineapple, but like a cactus. Yeah, but it's like this weird, yeah. like conglomerate of things. And I always, whenever I see them at the store, I'm like, I should buy this. It costs a fortune, and I, I don't even know, know what to do with it. I know, like, right? But we it's do need like a fruit. <laughs> we do need a fruit tasting, so we can then rightfully like yes. accurately compare yes let's add that to the list right after we do that 40s episode with yeah. gil oh, who is joining right. us when we do that we i don't do care this. what he says we gotta do this all right he suggested that we do a 40s episode you guys in and honor i'm calling of him out the f- being fact 40. that we're 40 now yeah yeah and so i'm gonna yes i have spoiled it because i, I want, like it I no want we need to we need to, to commit so all right illy illy get gil on, yeah, on the we will day. come to him. Yes. We will accommodate. Yeah, we can totally do this. All Whatever right, Whatever it takes. Okay, forties. <laughs> it's on the calendar. Put it and on the, the fruit calendar. Tasting. Yes, also on and the calendar. And then we'll eat fruit with Ileana. In the, I feel like we totally episode. do this. Yeah. Perfect. All right, good, good plan. It's a good, it's a good fruited sour. Like I like fruited sours. It's not overly tart though. I don't want you to think that it's like a lot yeah. of tart. It's actually a pretty tame sour in my opinion. It's yeah. You more, don't get the funky. <clears throat> you don't sour flavor. It tastes like it smells like guava. It tastes like orange and passion fruit, and you get a little bit of that tartness, but it's not a sour sour like it's just that little bit of kind of tart sour taste but it's not overwhelming at all yeah yeah all right well cheers yeah cheers to you we'll catch you guys next time bye thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from parenting by the pint 
Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.